we've we were it's like not we born ready, ready for this. <laughs> this is a, a quite a oh, redneck operation we have going here. No, this is good. We got a good setup. Okay. It's pro. Oh, pro? Nobody knows if it's a pro setup or not. It is pro. We uh, spent at least $70 on <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> you can really tell coming through the audio how quality <laughs> this podcast Welcome to Bootleg Alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, we've already butchered the word. <laughs> we're nah. not even halfway through the first nah. beer. That's all right. We'll figure all right, it We're going to go ahead and start this thing. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the first and probably last episode of Beer for, the <laughs> beer for Thought. Um, <coughs> I'm your host, Jeremiah, and these are my co-hosts. Matthew Abeda. And Zachary Fife. <laughs> and, um, and by the way, I have to mention Beer for Thoughts is like thoughts. Yeah. Like yeah. Not, not your mental thoughts, but for your... Friendly neighborhood thought. Also, and it's it's a working title. Yeah, well, no, maybe not. A working yeah. girl title. <laughs> this is a podcast <laughs> for thought. thoughts only. Do you want to get into who we are first? <coughs> All right, well, so I had my first alcoholic beverage at the age of twenty-two. My first sip of beer, and I did not like it. Have to say, and uh, I was only mixed. <laughs> I was only mixed drinks for the longest Still time. Still don't. <laughs> Still. <laughs> I was only mixed drinks for the longest time, and finally, I, uh, my buddy Tooch, John Lynn, took me Tooch. to yeah, took me to a place and gave me some sours, and I started loving beer. Shout out to Tooch. Shout out to Tooch. Rest early, in peace. Early shout out. Jay Lynn. <laughs> so that's uh, my story with beer. Right now, I currently do marketing work, um, graphic design on the side, but that's basically my uh, my background. Awesome, yeah. Great to know that Jerry had his first beer when he was 22 years 22, old. Yeah, An inspirational late story. Late bloomer, for sure. So, uh, my name is Matthew Abeda, and we're here in my humble home in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where this podcast is coming from. Live from Albuquerque. Live. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I got into beer, shoot, I was probably 19 or 20. Uh, my buddy Evan Condon... Um, introduced me to one of the beers we'll be drinking today actually it's a popular ipa in the local scene of albuquerque it's called elevated ipa by la cumbre brewing company um super super hoppy citrusy piney beer and i'd never had anything like that before it was a i never had an ipa before so that being my first ipa or i guess i should say craft beer other than blue moon if you want to call that craft beer but um had elevated and it was so different and like so surprising to me i I didn't like it but for some reason it was so intriguing because it was so different it got me on that craft beer train so um yeah that's how i got into craft beer elevated is the first ipa i've ever liked yeah like i've always hated ipas well it's so it's so bitter it's 100 plus ibus and this is back in the west coast super hoppy ipa days where you know, everyone was brewing just a, a stupid hoppy IPA, and Lacumbre continues to do it. But the, it was just so different that it just caught my eye and caught my taste. I'm like, man, this is really good. So, anywho, uh, I work in landscaping and groundskeeping business for the family business. My father-in-law owns his own business, so that's what I do. Uh, previously, was a barista at Starbucks for a long time. Uh, became a coffee master. I think wh- that's where my love of beverages came from. Whoa. Um, yeah, coffee master. I, I completed the coffee master course through Starbucks. So uh, anyway, then moved on. I wanted to work in in beer, so I got a job at a local brewery. Shout out Red Door Brewing, giving my first opportunity. Um, and then recently worked at or I guess I should say most recently, it wasn't necessarily recently, Steelbender Brew Yard, which is the only brew yard in the country. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? What is a brew yard? It's just a brewery. Just a cool name for a brewery. Oh. But no other no other brewery has is, is labeled, as a brewery labeled as a brew yard. So that's kind of cool fact about them. We're actually drinking a couple of their beers tonight. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was there. I only worked there for a short time. Actually helped opened it. Um... Worked there for a few months and then landed where I am now. So that's what I do. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and Zach, how about you? Well, I'm Zach. I'm I'm Zach Fife. Uh, got my my start in beer as a as a young lad drinking 
Bud Light on the golf course with with family. So pretty pretty heartwarming story there, you know, age 12, 13, I'm guessing. I don't I don't remember. I, I want to say I remember my first beer, but I don't. <laughs> uh, but I'll remember my next one. Oh. I can promise you that. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Uh, it's it's going to go down in history as one of the best beers I've ever had. First I beer can, on the podcast. How could you forget it? It's going to be very memorable. It's going to be very <laughs> tasty. It'll hopefully give me a good buzz to where I can excel in this podcasting <laughs> format that we're all getting used to here. Yeah. Fun fact, too. This is the first time we've ever met. All of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all met on Craigslist. <laughs> I put I put out an ad and said, "Hey, any fellow beer drinkers want to start a podcast with me?" And Jerry showed up with all this thousands of dollars of equipment, and here we are. Is yeah. that how I got here? Oh my god! <laughs> now we've known each other for quite a while. Um, I think we, well, me and Zach went to uh, to Cibola and so did Matt, but he was a uh, an age an age group ahead of us, and I knew his brother, and we're all best friends, and we all love beer. We all came together for the love of craft beer. And Cibola was a women's prison, by the way. That's how we all <laughs> met. We all got admitted into a women's prison. It, def- so. it definitely was not a high school, if that's what you're wondering. Yes. Yes. Women's prison. Also, a good note, we're all amateur beer reviewers, I feel like, and we're also amateur podcasters, so be... Uh, this is a very serious <laughs> podcast. As you will quickly find out, we're professionals. We're all Cicerones, certified level fours. We all know exactly what we're talking about, and we are using... Thousands of dollars worth of equipment. That's I couldn't say it any better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said it any better because I had no idea what he was saying. I was just in awe. Zach has no idea what a cicerone is, and that's exactly why he's on this show. Yeah, oh yeah, yep, uh, that's Zach's, my place here. Zach's favorite beer for still might be is Coors Light. <laughs> oh, it's up there. It's a top ten beer. Uh, bang! You get a lot of bang for your buck out of that. Coors. Right behind Kirkland Sigs. Yes, Kirkland yes, yes. Signatures, if y'all don't know, go to Costco, get yourself a 48-pack, $23 a 48-pack of Kirkland Signature Lights. By the way, Beer for Thought is, is brought to you by Coors Light and Kirkland Signature Beer, teaming up to provide the best experience in beer uh, known to man ever of all time. Disclaimer, they are not sponsoring this episode of <laughs> Beer for Thought. <laughs> I think one one important thing to note is I think we're just all so excited to have a microphone in front of us and and the the sheer like thought of somebody maybe listening to us. I think we're just so excited for fame that we oh yeah that's true we don't know how to handle ourselves. Yeah, we'll see. We we're we're struggling to handle the mics, <laughs> but I'm sure the fame and fortune will be easy to live with. Zach's having a hard time with just the tip. He's having a hard time <laughs> just adjusting to the tip of the microphone. Yes. <laughs> You want to get into the first beer? Yeah, quick thank you to... Oh, yeah, let's do some... Quick thank you to Jeremiah's girlfriend, Katie, who so generously gifted, graciously gifted us this equipment, these thousands of dollars worth of equipment that we're using right now. Yep, she's the best. She definitely, well, for our anniversary, she got me all this equipment, and she said, you better use it or she'll slap me, so here we are. (laughs) One of Jeremiah's top ten girlfriends at this very moment. (laughs) <laughs> top five, I'd say. Top Doing five. a great job. God's work. <laughs> well, I guess we should preface preface this by saying the um, show is probably going to be some locals today, because I think that would be that's how we wanted to start. We wanted to pick a few notable breweries from Albuquerque and mm-hmm. kind of pick some of their well-known, known, more, more known beers. And well, see, we've had see, a lot of these before, but we have had. I think we've had. I think I've had all of these beers, but yeah. a few of them I haven't had in a very long time. Yeah. And seeing as nobody's going to ever listen to this episode except for like our moms, yeah, this is a good wives and girlfriends, yeah. and Zach's three wives, we, you know, <laughs> you say something, Zach, oh, okay, I thought he was going to tell us which one of his wives was his favorite. But. Tiffany. Okay. Shout out, Tiffany. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to showcase local beer. We're all from Albuquerque. And we wanted to review some locals. And honestly, this is just getting into it. So we're we're practicing and trying to figure stuff out. So what better way than to review some local stuff? Um, it, should I introduce this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Matt, I'm going to let Matt go ahead and introduce our lineup for the night. Or, well, two of them. Two of them. How many are we doing? I think, I think we have six, five or six. Anyway, we'll start off with the Kolsch. Uh, Steelbender Brewyard is... 
only a year and a half old. Um, Definitely one of the best bands here, though, for sure. They've they've had a quick rise to the top. Oh, um, they're very popular currently. Um, well, when you're the only brew yard in that's the whole true. nation. You set yourself apart when you're the only brew yard. Uh, <laughs> so this beer is a, it's a Kolsch. A um, little history about Steelbender, their head brewer. Um, his name is Bob Haggerty. He comes by way of uh, Oxbow Brewing. And then he moved here uh, a few years back. I'm not exactly sure when to work at Lacumbre Brewing. So from Oxbow in Maine to Lacumbre here in town. Now he's uh, he had a short stint at the Ponderosa Brewery, but it was real short. And then he was hired on as a head. They were real good. Yeah, that's when Ponderosa was making <laughs> notable stuff for like the few months that he was there. But uh, now at Steelbender, Bob, as far as I know, I don't want to give false information, so take this as you will. As far as I know, he is, he's the only <laughs> he's the only level two Cicerone brewing in the state. So that's that says something. Bob's got a really good uh, understanding of beer. He's an extremely smart guy. He can Cicerone with the best of them. He, does he even Cicerone, bro? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the dude is really good. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he's pumping out some really cool stuff. They're doing a lot of barrel-aged stuff over at Steelbender. He likes to play with Wild Yeast. Uh, in the short time that I got to talk with him while I was working there, he really loves uh, Jolly Pumpkin. Um, so he likes that style of stuff. Um, but then he also brews to cater to Albuquerque. And Kolsch is a, is a nice cool refreshing um beard after a, a lot of long hot day which we got a lot here in Albuquerque. so but anyway, not today coincidentally today was the first coldest day, day in the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah coldest much. day of the year this year and we're drinking a nice summer refresher but <laughs> this is a good one it's pouring out nice and clear super clear i mean you could give this to a lot of people and they'd think it's a lager yeah so it's got a decent head on it. Not much, but, you know, some small bubbles. It smells refreshing. It's super crisp. It smells super refreshing. You just want to throw this back. A tad soapy with the scent, mm, but yeah. definitely not the flavor. It's just going for taste. A good, clean beer right there. It's just tasty. Mm-hmm. Brings back memories of Matt's bachelor party. <laughs> a lot of blood was shed that night. We had a good time that night, and thanks to Steelbender. Several Kolsch's. Several. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good. It tastes like I do get like a little bit of corn. Yeah, you get smelling. corn. Hmm. Yeah. But you do get a little bit of soapy quality, yeah, but it's, it's not off-putting because that soapiness no, kind of no. moves into like a nice malt, malty backbone, and so it kind of clears up quick. It's it's a super clean beer, kind of crisp, and super refreshing. I mean, you got you could crush these. Oh yeah, this, it's this would taste good with some pizza. Oh yeah, I think chili. it's the most drinkable, refreshing beer that I've had in Albuquerque, flat out. Just yeah, it's up there. I mean, or their their Kolsch in particular. Yeah, I mean, lagers included. I mean, this is just something that you want to drink when it's hot out, and you just need something to throw back. Mm-hmm. Super nice. So I should mention, uh, it's in a twelve ounce can. Fourteen uh, percent, which is what really separates it <laughs> from the pack. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not fourteen percent. Zach's dyslexic. It's four point one. Legally, it's a a power Kolsch, as they call it. In, <laughs> I believe in Germany. Imperial power Kolsch. Yes. This was canned on Aug, uh, yeah, August second, so it's a couple months old, but it's canned. It's still drinking really Holds nice. Holds up. It's within the ninety days that they recommend on the can. It's got. It's nice that it's got a. I can't on date. This is Lloyd's three o'clock Kolsch. Uh, well, I should say they they brand it as a Kolsch style ale, but I mean, yeah, mm. it's good. It's dry, crisp. I do like Steelbender's uh, branding. Well, this can be yeah, their cans can looking really nice. sharp. It's got some like Yankee pinstripes going or something. Yeah, the can itself has its own. Little design on it, which it, the cans are like your silver, like your normal silver aluminum can, but it's got these pinstripes, sh- pinstripes going um, vertically down the can, which is pretty cool. A, r- a real brewyard feel to it. <laughs> I don't see the ABV, but I'm assuming I, from what I remember, is it's it's low. It's like four, it's four point four. Number one brewyard in the country, absolutely. 
the that is for sure. Is they are they are the number one brew yard in the country. Never topped. Another thing to note is me and Zach are extremely fast drinkers, and Matt is the complete opposite. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and <coughs> and keep up. I, I like to, <laughs> I like to enjoy my beer. I don't like to slam it, but yeah, I'm just a fast drinker. His palate is so refined and sensational that he just <laughs> finds time to appreciate these beers a lot more than uh, the rest of us degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so shall we move on to the next one? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, next we have from Steel Bender Brewery Yard. It is their Skull Bucket IPA. Oh, boy. So this is their house IPA. I believe it's around 80 IBUs from what I remember Bob saying. He didn't want to brew a palate uh, destroyer. Because a lot of breweries here in Albuquerque really like to hop their stuff up well well over 95 IBUs, closer to 100 in all their house IPAs. So he told me that he wanted to brew something that, excuse me, was hoppy but not wasn't going to destroy your palate so hmm. this is an ipa that's a little lower in ibus um for the area nice little amberish nice head slightly it's got i think it's got like a little chill haze nice head white head a lot of like candied orange on the nose a ton of pine like some like some marmalade, like some like you soak some orange peels in some marmalade. Yeah, first thing I get is pine. Wow, super citrusy. But yeah, no, that smells that smells real good. After the pine, you get like a nice, like you were saying, the marmalade and the orange juice. Yeah, it's got a really nice sweetness to balance out the the pineiness. It smells well balanced on the nose. It's got a bit of haze to it, and it definitely tastes almost like a hazy IPA. Does it? For me, it does. Let's try it. Compared to your elevateds of the world, I got mouthfeel. I haven't had this in a long time, mm. in a really long time. But it's a really, really good IPA. It's super well balanced. It's not like, like I said before, I think it's around eighty IBUs from what I remember, unless the recipes change. But it's not a palate destroyer. It's not going to strip all your taste buds off your tongue. It's super drinkable. That's real tasty. Yeah, I it's like got that a lot. Yeah, it's got everything you want in an IPA, but it's not so hoppy that you can only have one. In, in yeah, I can I can drink a couple of these. I yeah. d- I'm typically not when I go to breweries. I don't typically order IPAs unless they're hazy. <laughs> yeah, haze craze. But J- uh, Jerry uh, just recently got into IPAs, and yeah. the only IPAs he's really a fan of are hazies. Just well, I think mostly because they're not super hopped up like yeah. West Coast style, gonna you know destroy your palate. So I think yeah. that's. That's another reason why this would appeal to other beer drinkers because it's not so super hoppy. Yeah, I, I can drink hoppy stuff more when it's like the little samples and we're in like a tasting and stuff. But Skull Bucket's amazing, and uh, even more so, I like their Skull Crushers, basically the big brother to this one. Double IPA, yeah. Double some things down. And they it's like to enter fantastic. the uh, Skull Crusher into the New Mexico IPA challenge. That is a solid beer. August 30th. Pretty fresh. Yeah, it's only. Quite tasty, but I, I should we should mention that Zach picked these up from a, a local brew shop named Jubilation, who they're they're really nice craft beer shop. Um, they sell other stuff as well, but they're really good about keeping their stuff cold, especially their IPAs because they understand <laughs> that IPAs are supposed to be kept cold, and so that's probably another reason why this one is drinking so well is because it's, it was kept cold like it should be. Pretty tasty. Yeah, eighty IBUs, seven percent. So yeah, I mean, this one's. I mean, you don't get a lick of alcohol. No, it's really, really nice. Everything we described in the in the the uh, aroma comes through in the taste. Super, um, like candied orange marmalade. You have your nice citrus pine. Just a lot of character to it overall. Really good. good I like the, Like I said, I like the mouthfeel. It's like it's not like harsh on the palate. Yeah, which is. Pretty much flavor profile. Anyway, the hops linger for a few seconds after it goes down, but then they dissipate. Yeah. They don't wash they it don't, real smooth. Yeah, they don't like stick on your tongue and never go away, which yeah. is one of the characteristics of elevated. So I'm interested to see yeah, how yeah. that tastes after we have this one. That's a great point. 
What are you cracking open? What is this? A cold milk. This is <laughs> Santa Fe Brewing's 7K IPA. Um, this is now their flagship IPA. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it competes with Happy Camper or not. I think this is a far superior beer to Happy Camper, but that's just my opinion. Um, anyway, 7K IPA. Look up higher. Oh. Whoa! Oh, no! <laughs> the podcast has turned into a disaster here. Yeah, I was, oh, I, was, I, was, I was trying to, s- to tilt the beer because the can, the writing is sideways. I was tilting it a little too far. I should have poured it out first. Not a problem. Okay, so I'll pour out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's beer everywhere. Uh, we have to go home now. Beer everywhere. <laughs> uh, okay, look up. Higher. No, higher. Hi there. We're up here in Santa Fe. 7,198 feet above sea level. We're the ones who made this dry West Coast style IPA with grapefruit, citrus, and tropical characteristics. It's inspired by the area around us, our love for hops, and our erratic decision making at high altitudes. I gotta Is say, my voice radio enough yet? <laughs> Did you say erotic decision making? <laughs> I may have. I haven't been to Santa Fe Brewing forever. <sighs> Santa Fe was established in '88. It's one of the. It's the largest production-wise brewery in the state of New Mexico. So really, yeah, it is. Marvel's catching up. That. Marvel Brewery. Um, and Lacumbre is catching up, but they are still ahead of those guys. Hopefully, they catch up entirely. I'm still pouring as if there were three of us, but there's now four of us. And <laughs> yes. I need Sorry, Evan. By the way, Evan Condon, the man himself who got me into craft beer, has showed up to the podcast. He just moved back to Albuquerque from Denver. The most beautifulest man I've ever met. And he's also repping a Red Door shirt, who I shouted out earlier, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's just having hard. way too much fun over here. Zach smells way too hard. It's, it smells super sweet for an IPA. You really don't get a whole lot of hop resin or citrus or like, you know, that, that pininess that you expect in an IPA. Yeah, grapefruits. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say some there's some grapefruit sense to it. I just went in for a sip and this is sweet. It's really sweet for an IPA. There's almost strange. Not, not a ton of hops, yeah, honestly. It's not bitter at all. So Santa Fe has a best before date of December something, so it's still well within that range. Yeah, I remember this beer tasting so, quite well, a bit different. Than this one's only at 70 IBUs, which is really, I mean, that's like bottom bottom tier for an, to consider itself an IPA. I'm not exactly sure what the where the IBUs start to be classified as an IPA versus a pale ale, but this one's at 70. So this one's a, a it's slightly hazy. Not a whole lot of carbonation. Head is dissipated at this point. Uh, not a whole lot of carbonation. I don't know if this is a bad can or whatever it is. It's different. It's not the same as it was. I enjoyed Santa Fe Brewing's beers. I will say I like their Nut Brown. Yeah, the Creek is that Creek is my favorite beer from Santa Fe Brewing. When I got into beer, Santa Fe kind of just as soon as the Creek, as soon as they got out of the Creek, I never like went back to Santa Fe Brewing. But and they have that coffee Java Stout too, right? We That's we tried to get beer. a Java Stout today, it didn't work out. But yeah, damn you, Jubilation! We're coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> Jubilation's a great place. It Ooh, is. That's not true. I like the Java. The Java's good. The Java Stout is good. But anyway, this one is. It's lemony. It's sweet. It's. It is smooth. Yeah. It has. I mean, it has the smallest bit of hot bitterness on the end, but it really kind of washes out really quickly. It doesn't sit on the tongue. A little gra- a little grassy. It's got grass. A little sure. grassy. I was gonna say that it's got a little grassy note at the end, and it's 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 pretty drinkable though. Yeah, it does have some. It's some lemon zest, some grass, some malts. A lot of malt sweetness. Honestly, it's not super hoppy, and the hops that are in there are quickly balanced out, and slightly overtaken by that malt sweetness. Just a little bit disappointed they took the easy way out and called it the 7K IPA, even though it's brewed at 7,198 feet. <laughs> yeah, why not the 7.2? Well, I think rounding K up IPA. is cheating, but I, I, if it was me naming the beer, it'd be 7,198 feet IPA. Wow. That would be the name. 
Man, I want to start. Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> that, yeah, that would be an interesting name. Yeah. Yeah, you just go all out with it. Huh? Accuracy is key. We don't need your catchy bullshit. What we need is <laughs> accuracy. I want to know what elevation your beer was brewed at every time. So this, I should mention, you this know is the a exact recipe. For the beers <laughs> that you use. Tell me, tell me your recipes. Tell me your secrets. Uh, I sh- I want to mention this is uh, this was out of a twelve ounce can. It's seven percent ABV. It's like a uh, two tone can. Kind of dark, yeah, it's bluish, dark purplish black on top into like a lighter bluish hue on the bottom. An ocean blue. Light blue hue. <laughs> Light bluish hue. <laughs> no one's going to get that <laughs> reference, but it's a great no one, if, yeah. Eastbound and down outtakes with Will Ferrell. Look up uh, Will Ferrell. Eastbound and down Eastbound and outtakes. down outtakes. You'll understand the lat bluish hue. I'll just hue. throw in a whole excerpt. Lat bluish hue. <laughs> Sun dancing right off. Gra- Zach, grab the next brew. So, Bosky Brewing. Um, this is Zach's, or not Zach. This is probably Matt's favorite. This is brewery. Probably my favorite brewery in the city right now. Well, in the state, I should say. Uh, they're up there with La Cumbre. They're up there with Marble. Marble, popularity wise, is, is probably the most popular brewery here. I'm not a huge fan of them. But, <laughs> but anyway, Bosque is doing really nice things. Um, Bosque just recently won a award. I believe it was <laughs> they won an award. I believe it was a uh, it was a silver medal or a bronze medal. Uh, I don't want to give them the wrong recognition. So it was bronze, but I don't know. I'm sure it was gold. Uh, it could have been let's gold. Just lock it in. It could have been gold. <laughs> Book it. It was gold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, they just won a medal for their 1888 blonde ale. Um, silver. At, at GABF. So that was a congrats silver. to those guys. Yeah. Could have been silver. I think it was silver. Anyway, Book it, it doesn't matter. Look it up if you want to know. Really Lock great. it in. I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from Bosky. Bosky is really great at just brewing quality beer across the board no matter the style. They do really well with their IPAs. But you could walk into Bosque and grab an Irish Red, and it's phenomenal. Mm. You could walk into Bosque and get an Imperial Stout. It's really nice. Still waiting for their sour. Mm. Bosque's not huge on their sour, but <laughs> but they just opened up a huge production facility, Northern, you know, Bernalillo. Bernalillo, if you know where that's at. Anyway, they um so they used to contract brew out of Sleeping Giant in Denver. Which I was not a huge fan of, honestly. I did not like what they were doing. It didn't taste cans. the same. Their no. cans just wasn't the same. have been awful in the past. Uh, it's just not even close to the beers they have on draft. Yeah, I mean, you'd go drink a beer in the tap room on draft, and it was phenomenal. And then you'd want to go grab a sixer at the store of the same beer, and it just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't the same. But now that they're canning, so now that they opened up this pr- big production facility up in Bernalillo. They are canning their own stuff, and they said, "Screw you, sleeping giant. We don't need you anymore." <laughs> they shouldn't. They shouldn't have done that in the first place. But that's what they wanted to do, and that's what they did. So I should mention this first beer is their Scotia Scotch Ale, but this one was brewed by Sleeping Giant in Denver, Colorado. This was one of their probably one of their last contract brews. Um, Scotia's is an extremely popular beer of theirs, mostly because it's high ABV and us New Mexicans like to drink. It's 8.4% out of a 12-ounce can, 25 IBUs. It's their Scotia Scotch Ale. So this is the one brewed. This is the one that was canned in Denver. Or in Colorado. Okay. And then the next one we have in the lineup is brewed, or is canned here. Yeah, so next we're drinking their IPA, which... Thankfully, was brewed and canned here mm-hmm. in Bernalillo, okay. which is I'm excited about. For like a good span of two months, at least, the Scotia was like the beer I drank. That was like my go-to beer. Yeah. And this year. I love that beer. and I'm excited to, to try it again. I haven't actually haven't had it in, in a while. I don't know if we had it last time we went down, but I haven't had it in a while. I hadn't had Scotia in a really long time until we went up to Bosque North, which is their new production facility. And I had it on draft, and I hadn't had it in, God, a couple years. 
It was tasting really nice. It's a super at eight point four percent. It's a really, really almost too easy drink <laughs> Scotch ale um, with great flavor. And so I knocked a couple down last time I was up there in uh, Bernalillo on draft. So interested to try these. Uh, we'll see how contracted cans. How the can holds up. Evan says we shouldn't explain what a Scotch ale is. So this is your mentor. this is your mentor. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect. I don't want to disrespect the sensei. Okay, <laughs> uh, so let me tell you all what a scotch ale is, in case you don't know. It is a. It's a Scottish ale. No, no, no. <laughs> a scotch ale is actually an ale <laughs> brewed by a Scotsman. Oh yeah, those damn Scots. You're required to wear a, a genuine Scottish skirt. Kilt. Robes. It's, it's robes. They're robes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend any Scots out there. <laughs> you fucking skirt wearing Scots. <laughs> so you're required to wear a kilt while brewing this ale. Uh, generally, Scottish ales are like dark, roasty, malty, sweet, chewy, low ABV, or not low ABV, mid, mid-range ABV, low IBUs. <laughs> chewy. Yeah, they got, they got I'm up on but they're most notably um, <laughs> like car- like caramel like <laughs> caramel like malts. So yeah, yeah. This is a beer very near and dear to my heart. This is a really dark amber color, and the head is oh, wow. like an eggshell. Definitely one of the beers that converted me from just an alcoholic <laughs> uh, into a alcoholic who likes craft beer. Light carbonation, not a whole lot of carbonation. There's light carbonation. Smells good. So much toffee. It's like candied toffee on the nose. You get some caramel, some roasted malts. It's a little red in the light. Yeah, it's got a it's got a reddish hue. Yeah, it's a little Ron Burgundy there. I should mention we have like some mood lighting going on in here. We probably should have more lighting. Yellows, oranges. (laughs) We probably should have a lot better lighting than we do right now. But I don't know. I feel like the (laughs) chandelier above us is too bright. It's almost like a rave in here. There's disco lights Except the going opposite, on. somehow. A bunch of cocaine filling everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. As we do. As we do. You get a little bit of alcohol in the nose. Not a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, a it's little there. bit of heat there, yeah. It's faint. Mm. The smell after the taste, again, is, it's quite lovely. It's a great smelling beer. It really is. It's, it's not quite as complex, I feel like, as when it's on tap, fresh at the brewery. Mm-hmm. But... From what I had in previous um, Sleeping Giant contract brewed cans in terms of their IPA and their lager, this translates a lot better than those beers. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this tastes. I can drink a couple of these in Fisher. That's the thing about this one is it's super. It's super easy drinking at eight point four. Like you don't really get any alcohol in in the taste or the flavor at all. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit in the nose, but all those caramel malts and that toffee just kind of covers up all the alcohol and it's eight point four percent. So you have a couple couple pints of those and you're feeling all right. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I remember Zach smashed three of these one time at a what is it? We got some um filling fillies, I'm fillies. sure. Yeah, Been known to do that from time that's to time. That's a good joint. They have two fifty pints. I mean two fifty pints of Scotia, that's unbelievable. I mean, you're gonna catch right a buzz there. for five dollars, go to filling fillies. Yes. Podcast brought to you by Filling Phillies. <laughs> shout out Filling Phillies. I haven't been there in like three years, but yeah. Shout That's out all to you good. Guys. You guys can pay us later uh, for the free airtime to our huge audience. Of <laughs> one one person. We have a live audience today. We have a live <laughs> audience. <laughs> yeah, Evan showed up. So, dude, we already have a fan. Look at that. First fan. We're pretty much set. I think this is what this being is our, famous is. This is our know. catered audience. Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, Evan's going to give us a one-star review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse in person. <laughs> For God's sake, save your ears. <laughs> Do not listen to this podcast. Podcast. No, it's super easy drinking. I mean, come on. For 8.4%, this is like scary easy drinking. I wish I had one more note. In it. After drinking a lot of beers... <laughs> drink, but like, I wanted to have like something else, like like a, like a chocolatey note or something. I know it's a mm. Scottish ale, and you kind of get a little me. bit of banana esters in there. Yeah. You get some banana, like maybe that's the sweetness, though. It is the sweetness, like but a, you still get like it's almost like 
bananas foster, like that caramelized banana. Yeah. I almost like the simplicity of it. I don't think it needs anything else for me. Well, a good one from Bosque. Fantastic. Uh, I'd be interested to try their their own brewed and canned version of this Scottish ale. Well, I think, aren't they releasing their first hazy soon? Like their first legit hazy? Well, they've released this hazy before. They're releasing an open space haze um, on Friday, but it's the first time that it's being canned. Who knows when this will be aired, but maybe they'll release before this podcast or after. But Christmas. Either way, I don't know if it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter much. But yeah, so this Friday, uh, Bosque, ever since they opened up their big production facility, they've been releasing four pack of pints like most popular breweries are nowadays. And their first iteration of their four pack of cans was a strawberry sabotage, strawberry weed ale. Mm. Never got the chance to try that. How was it? It was okay. Didn't try it. Hmm. Had it. It was, it was all right. No, we had it on tap. You did not have it again. We had it on tap. I don't think it was on tap. I'm pretty sure it was. No, I. Anyway, it Either doesn't way, matter. <laughs> so then they canned their two-time national IPA winner, Scale Tipper. It was yeah, because we ha- we cracked one open during GEBF, so it's almost a month old at this point. Okay, so it's mellowed out. Huh. Maybe we'll have to crack one open later. We'll see. But anyway. It's a two-time national IPA award winner. Suit like a cornucopia of freaking fruit. Like this thing was like s- straight fruit, super tropical. Hmm. Nice, nice bitterness, um, but a that really, is. really, really well brewed IPA. And obviously, others thought that too because it was a two-time national IPA winner. It won the national or won the New Mexico IPA Challenge one year. So this is a uh, a well-renowned beer that they decided to brew and can as one of their first can releases of their new production facility. Had it on draft this year. I did not get a lot of fruit going on. No? No, it was just kind of almost like a, an elevated in terms of flavor profile. Uh, I still really you, you good. You also drink your beers real quick, and I honestly feel like when they warm up just a tad, you get those nice. Yeah, you, enough, you definitely want to let your beer like, I, uh, warm up a little bit. Yeah. But... Well, see, and I I agree with <laughs> you though, but because what I had of this of their canning run, this last their first canning run of the beer, it wasn't super tropical like I remembered it being. It was it was a lot hoppier, not not as complex as it, as it was. Hmm. Interesting. Regardless, really good IPA. Um, Slow down, Zach. Is that what you're saying? Slow down, warm up your no, beer no, a little bit, take like, your time. Sometimes it's weird, like if people are tasting. Yeah, people are tasting different notes than I am. Sometimes I'll let my beer warm up just a tad, just so I can see if I can pull some notes. Because I've tasted some some beers that can taste minimal things, and it warms up. Even sours. Oh yeah, well that that's just a general rule for all beverages. Like ch- chill, any chilled beverage is their their flavors are going to be muted. So once it gets closer to room temperature, it, it really opens up. You get a lot more flavors. You, the aroma opens up. Um. So yeah, it's always good to, to sit on the beer for a couple minutes. Let it warm Except up. You're unless you're drinking a Coors unless line. you're drinking a lager <laughs> or a Kolsch or something <laughs> like then that. Then you want to keep that all bottled in there. You got to get through it quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're drinking a lager <laughs> or something like that, yeah, sign it back. So it's for Zach only drinks his Coors Lights when the mountains blue. Yes, <laughs> the mountains have to be blue. When the mountains have a light bluish hue, <laughs> or else the flavor profile is unlocked, and then you're done. You're the sun's done. dancing right off, just nice. and the beer is frozen. <laughs> when the beer is frozen, you can eat it with a spoon. <laughs> Zach's a fan of those beer slushies, except not he's, the sour ones. He just likes freezing his Coors Lights. And yes. just like yeah, making a Coors Light slushy. He invented the beer slushy with the Coors Lights. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so just so you guys know, Coors Light slushies came long before these Legend. other slushies that they're brewing nowadays. Phenomenal. Do you guys want to take a break, or do you want to do the other beer and then take a break? We're four beers in now. You're Take me. a break. <laughs> but we'll be back. We'll be back. We're back. <laughs> Mike. 
mics like people? Mike is hot? Mike's the most common name for white people, I think. I think it is. <sighs> I think what about <laughs> Trevor? <laughs> no, dude. It's not Trevor. What about John? Clayton? John. John's a, John's a considered. John is I'm good. almost certain it's Michael. You can try and fact check me, but you'll find yourself wrong. I bet you. That's what will happen to you. That'll happen. Uh, I've heard, I, don't know, I know some non-white mics. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of them. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Both white in nature. Michael Johnson. Well, Michael Jackson was half. Oh, Michael, yeah, that's true. Michael Johnson? Yeah, exactly. AIDS Michael boy. Famous, famous logo? AIDS boy. No. I'm thinking of Michael Cooper. <laughs> no. Michael, wasn't Michael Johnson the track runner? No. Michael Johnson? Magic Johnson? I was thinking Magic no, Johnson. No, dude, his first name is Magic, though. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, okay, no, let's, Irvin. okay yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> After the break, we're back. We're still we're staying sticking with Bosky Brewing. Oh, oh! Evan just shared some inside info about a local brewery. Inside yeah, info, except it's, it's public. Yeah, it's not inside. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just go on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally an Instagram post. But anyway, so we're sticking on Bosky, and this is their house IPA, Bosky IPA. Ooh, no roll. <sighs> You didn't roll it. Oh, that's okay. It's not a hazy. Don't roll oh, hazy. Okay. non hazy yet. Like There's no SETI, dude. Oh, I like that rolling action. All right. I'm a big fan of the roll. So, this is Bosque's House IPA, and I'm excited about this one because, as forementioned, we had said that Scotia was brewed by Sleeping Giant, contract brewed in Denver. This can is brewed and canned in Bernalillo at their big production Woo! facility. This is the real stuff, guys. <laughs> this is Bosque's real oh, stuff. Brewed in Bruges. This isn't ain't no contract BS. All right. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> He's done it again. He's tilted again. I did it again. It was open. Second pour. Full of beer. There's beer everywhere. Spilled a little bit. But once again, we have to go home. It's a little. <laughs> so, this is their IPA house IPA. It is careful there. 90 IBUs <laughs> at 6.5% ABV. This one is a 2016 bronze medal winner at the World Beer Cup. You heard it here first, bronze 2016 beer and cup. It wa- <laughs> it's their house IPA, but it won in the Australian or international pale ale category. What? So <laughs> apparently international pales or Australian hmm. ales are very hoppy because this is 90 IBUs. The outback. Well, that's odd. Wow, look at that. This one's like a nice, like, <laughs> yellowish hue. <laughs> Light yellowish golden. That's, that's Tad Haze. That's no, not a hazy. But it's a chill haze. It's, it's not a, a hazy haze. IPA. It's a, it's a West Coast style no. IPA. Smells extremely similar to the uh, Skull Bucket earlier, I'd say. So this one. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Smell I'd like say it smells more similar to the seven K. Really? Yeah. I mm. think you're wrong, buddy. It's got more hot profile in the nose than the seven K does, but I still think it's got that malt sweetness on the nose. A lot less both of these actually a lot less pine smell than the yeah, there's not a, bucket. The aroma is not great on this. Really? I think it smells good. I'm not too big on it either. I just feel like the skull skull bucket had a phenomenal nose on it. Like it it was just you could yeah, smell that marmalade, that to- like that. Yeah, that one. Candied can. orange. It just smelled a lot better than these that's last a good, two. That's a, good a raw point. sexual quality to that <laughs> skull bucket, earlier, I'd say. Yeah, that's a good point. Raw yeah, smell the sexualness <laughs> in the beer. Whereas this one is more like mm. khakis. Khakis. That's a good. <laughs> khakis. This one's got a, mm. a much. Much more, a much better hop presence than 7K did. You can really taste the hops on the back end of this. But it's uh, it's just kind of flashes hops and then it dissipates. It doesn't sit on the tongue. 90 IBUs. In fact, this one kind of dissipates. The hops dissipate quicker on this one than the Skull Bucket, which is only 80 IBUs compared to this one's 90. Yeah, this one's got a great balance. This one's a really easy drinker. <laughs> Honestly, I like the skull bucket a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's good, but 
Yeah, I think I like Skull Bucket better. That's good. I I wish I had more like a fruit note. That's what I look for in like IPAs now. I know a lot of people like to make the hops. I like a little bit of. It's got like a sweet citrus. I feel like it's got sweet citrus. Definitely a bit of sweet citrus. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's uh, it's absent of fruit or any any citrus notes. I'm just saying I, w- I, w- I like it, it more like, dominant. Right. It, it's, it's not a super like in your face citrus. It dissipates fast. It's well balanced at 90 IBU. It doesn't taste like a 90 IBU beer. It's really not that no. bitter. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It doesn't have a canned on date, which is kind of unfortunate. But since it is brewed and canned by Bosque, we know it can't be older than a couple months old. Yeah, because the facility just opened up a couple months ago. So, and it's weird they recommend that you spill a little of the beer on when you open on the it. table. Just a That's tad. Right. Yeah, you pour one out for the homies. You know, <laughs> really, really unlocks that like wood. You scent you pour of your one table. out for the homies unintentionally, and it works out. <laughs> Shout out to the homies. That can only go wrong. Matt is attempting to stack several beer cans on top of each other. And he's done it. I win. <laughs> Five 12 ounce cans stacked up real nice. Never before done in the history of beer. <laughs> They're all empty, so it's all creating. Oh. Yeah, I saw, oh, a little, I, I saw a little shake here. Yeah, don't worry. It's just fine. <laughs> yeah, we can get up to the chandelier. All right, all right. We'll try and reach the chandelier then. Well, the next beer we have is in a, is in a 16 ounce pint can, so. And was donated to us by the artist Sia, believe it or not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Zach's really close to Sia, so she you know, she sent over Venmo Zach Zach five bucks and said, Get yourself a beer from your friend Sia. Because yeah. that's um, the only way she would know. Well, she's extremely knows. confident that she sings a song called Chandelier or something like that. <laughs> so so that's the that word that came I get it. the chandelier reference now. That yes, yes, yes. Right yeah, over that's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. I have no idea if it's going to It's going to translate so much better on the podcast, but it did not translate <laughs> in this conversation <laughs> that we had. But I get it now. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Yep. I'm enlightened. I feel like a new man. Wow. <laughs> Sia. Sia herself. <laughs> Shout out Sia. Sia, if you ever hear this episode, please come to Albuquerque and drink a beer with us. Can Join be, us on the podcast. Can I be honest? I don't know who that is. It's okay. What? <laughs> no, dude. Sia, bro. Jerry doesn't know who Sia is. Sia. No, let's dude, Sia is a phenomenal a artist. I don't believe. The cool thing about Sia is she's not only a great vocalist, but I love her whole like facade, her whole like facade. Her whole like <laughs> secretive, oh, okay. you know, cuz she covers her face in all her performances. Oh yeah. She's sneaky, that's for sure. Yeah. So is she like Lady Gaga? Wow, yeah. Got to respect that. She, she would probably be offended if you called her Lady Gaga-ish. Why? But that's not an insult. It's not an insult, but I don't think that's what she's going for. Hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know Sia, but I don't think that's what she's going for. Yeah, yeah. She's real big. <laughs> she's got the, the she's got the wig like it's a bob cut, and half of it's black and half of it's blonde. Oh, so basically, the same you know, haircut as you. Yeah. I thought that was Lady Gaga. <laughs> It could have, it could have, it could have easily been Lady Gaga, but it's not. I it's one of her crazy honestly, I, I like Sia, and Lady oh, Gaga is great, no, but I like Sia better. Hopefully, we can rally our listeners to push Sia to be on our podcast. Cheap thrills, is a fun or we can track. just push our listeners to make Sia famous. Oh, famous enough to be on our podcast because no, no, right no. now she's not. Is yeah, what you're she's saying. not a beer quality. Even though we have one listener so far. <laughs> Yeah. She might be a big craft That's beer true. fan. Lady Gaga might like it as well, which is the same person as Sia. I could be right. Okay, nice. enough about Sia. My wife just texted me and said both of her patients are Spanish-speaking only. So is she? <laughs> She's definitely not Spanish-speaking. No. No. Isn't her last she name a beta? It is. She could be. <laughs> she could be with lessons from Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, official sponsor of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh man, I f- I forgot that this one was on the lineup. Oh man, it's the Hell classic elevated. elevated. So this beer is elevated IPA by La Cumbre Brewing Company, Albuquerque, New Mexico, as all these other beers are. Arguably, New Mexico. Well, I should I shouldn't say that because Santa. F- uh, we had Seven K by Santa Fe, which is brewed in Santa Fe. This is probably our most popular beer. New Mexico's probably flagship beer. Yes, this is I New see. Mexico's flagship beer. Uh, a lot of people. 
outside of New Mexico mm-hmm. mostly know of La Cumbre because they are a well, uh, well-renowned brewery. Went won a lot of awards. Jeff Irway and his wife started the brewery. I believe it was God, 2011, 2010, something like that. But they just opened up a tap room, like. Four minutes from my house, three minutes from my house. Walking distance, baby. <laughs> Walking distance. It's their first tap room outside of their brewery tap room, and it's so close to me. It's kind of scary. Um, they do IPA IPAs real well. The Cumbres got. Um, they're well known for their IPAs. More recently, they've been doing uh, popular stuff. They've been bringing a lot of hazy IPAs, and they were the first in the state to kind of get on the. Uh, Seasonal releases and four packs of pints, which is becoming very popular. But they've been doing releases for the better part of a year now. And a lot of hazies. They did a whole single hop double IPA hazy series, which is really cool. A lot of cool artwork. They've been moving into some sour stuff, some kettle sour stuff recently. Yeah, they're not bad. They're, I, they kind of started off with the Goza, though. I think that's Strawberry Goza. And it's, or the Goza. And it's, that's actually one of my favorites from them. But Strawberry goes there, yeah. Yeah. Muda's good, good and uh, this good last one uh, was good. Pomegranate kettle sour there. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, most recently, this last week, they released, uh, it's called Space Manatee. It really cool artwork. It's uh, pomegranate kettle sour. Um, so that was their latest release. This is their flagship IPA. Uh, it's at 100 plus IBUs. And it's listed at 7.2%, but everyone out in Albuquerque knows that it's more than that. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff will even tell you, it's literally, the ABV is only on there because they have to. Uh, It's listed at 100 IBUs. It's in a pint can, 7.2% alcohol, but it drinks like it's like 8.5. It will get you elevated. And uh, yeah, super piney. Like I said, Evan got me into craft beer on this beer, one of my first IPAs, and it still continues to be an extremely um, just different IPA. It's it's a super super resin, super pine, like to the extreme. So I'm excited to try this one again. So I should note, out of all the other beers, when we popped the can, we didn't really get a lot of aroma. I popped this can, and I can smell it from where I'm sitting. Yeah, you can. That's like pine all day. This was a gold medal winner in 2011 at GABF for American style IPA. <laughs> American style IPA. Yeah, <laughs> let's be careful here, buddy. That's a big award. Very big award. You love to win those awards. It's a lot of pine. That's yeah. just like <laughs> pine and resin. A lot more on the nose here. Pith, just pure yeah, pith. Hmm. But it smells like I get a lot of I get a lot of sweet orange too. A lot of sweet orange. This is not not for the the casual oh. beer goers. I'd say. Really, you think? Wow, I'd argue. Yeah, but you're not a casual beer casual, goer. You know, casual. No, he's talking about he's talking about Coors Light people who yeah, drink you know, who lager drinking people. This people is not who, a beer for your racist uncle. This is a. <laughs> This is like a beer for maybe like your cool aunt who's into beer, you know? <laughs> I don't know. How, yeah. Yeah, well. You don't have a cool aunt that's into beer? I don't have any aunts that like beer. Well, really? that's not true. I might have a couple. This is really the first IPA that I actually like. So this one's a, it's kind of like a copperish, a light copper, goldenish color. That's it's really orange. beautiful. It's got Just some orange. flat out beautiful. That just... That just blows these other IPAs just straight out of the water for me. This one's just got so much more bitterness than yeah. all the other IPAs that we've drank tonight. Um, closest to Skull Bucket, even though Skull Bucket was only at 80 IBUs and it dissipated quickly in the hop profile. This one's got hops that just slap me in the face. And and it lingers it and it sits on your tongue. And I I took a sip about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds ago and I still get that hop bitterness on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yep. In no way is that a bad thing. No, it's no, a good no, thing. If you're looking for if you're looking for an IPA and you want yourself an IPA, like you want yourself <laughs> some bit, you want yourself some hops, you crack open a, an elevated. I gotta Fantastic. tell you, I'm, I'm really feeling it. I've had a lot of IPAs 
It's great. And especially after all the IPAs that we've had, this one is so clean and it's really it's it's refreshing to the it it's gets refreshing because mm-hmm. it's so bitter that it really just it's so dry yeah. and it dries out your mouth. It's sharp and it's clean and it leaves you with just a nice cornucopia of hops <laughs> on the top. I get the pine in the middle. And then at the end, it just kind of, like you said, dries out. Well, yeah, and the pine, the pine is in the middle, and then it, it, it's got this nice malt character on the very back end that really kind of cleans it up, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take away all the hops. Mm-hmm. It's still, it takes away most of it's it, like but it rinse. still leaves you with a light hoppiness to just kind of remind you of what you just had. Yeah, that's a great That's idea. a good way to put it right there. Hmm. Yeah, this beer stands apart, where whereas those other IPAs might have been like, casual rainstorms this is this is probably closer to like a hurricane but <laughs> like a really florida i hope y'all are safe <laughs> oh well rest in peace florida but uh we've all got to move on and the way we move on is by drinking more elevated so. <laughs> we should ship them some elevated and help them help them out this beer will get you elevated and what they need right now is to be elevated from the hurricane waters yes just get out of them floodwaters for Evan's mentioning a bonus beer. That Evan just moved back from Denver, so he's borrowing space in my beer fridge for some of his beers. So oh, that's why you're freaking. Hardly, we, no, literally, there was hardly any space in my beer fridge, and this is a normal size fridge. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Oh, I should be closer to the mic then. <laughs> <laughs> There's hardly any space in my beer fridge, and it's a normal size fridge. But Evan fit a few of his beers in, so. The good ones that should be refrigerated. Okay. So, we're doing a bonus Bosque beer. And this is their second canned pint offering out of their new production facility in Bernalillo. It is the one and only Scale Tipper India Pale Ale in a pint can. 6.5% alcohol, 95 IBUs. So, this is a two-time National IPA Challenge winner in 2015 and 2016 it has won the new mexico ipa challenge once i believe and it's a bonus beer bonus beer. <laughs> <laughs> really nice head on this so just with slight agitation it's got a nice uh finger widths head it's oh. slightly lighter than elevated more of like a yellowish golden that smells good you get some melon some like honey, some honeydew melon, grapefruit. Smells juicy. Oh, yeah, that's much better than when I had it like a c- couple weeks ago. Really tropical, uh, like honeydew melon, like that green melon you get from the store. Uh, grapefruit. When I first bought this one and I cracked it open, it was only like a week old. It was like oniony to me. It had like an onion characteristic. It wasn't really tropical um it was more floral it's it's still it's still slightly floral but it's more tropical and fruity yeah it's definitely tropical yeah it's definitely melony it's so good yeah i get a lot of honeydew melon it's really really tasty it's it's more complex and elevated not as hoppy but more complex and and fruit like i still get that that hoppy note like a lot of almost like it's an ipa <laughs> Almost. <laughs> scale tipper. Such a co- so this beer was originally named Scale Tipper because it had so many hops in it and and scales. And they weighed it on a scale and it tipped it. <laughs> Is that really it? Nah, I don't know. I Is just this one of the awards? Yeah, it had a lot of hops. So yeah, two-time scales. national IP. Uh, were you not listening when I introduced no, the I beer? I don't listen to you when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> he sung this beer's praises. It's a phenomenal beer. A lot of awards. I just love their matte black cans they've got going on now. That's, yeah, so, that's such should, a clean look. Mention that's these beautiful. are pint cans, but they are matte black. Really yeah, cool. That's cool. It's uh it's a, like a, a people doing it's that. like a dark camoish um forest green, for sure forest no green. It's a got a bosque band on the bottom. Bosque lettering. Uh their logo is a leaf. From a cottonwood tree? Yeah, cottonwood tree for the sure. The cottonwood tree leaf, but it's an oh, all black. Geez. 
A and tree it's, it's got a white band about a quarter of the bottom. And it was listed in big black text. Scale timber. <laughs> I don't understand why more people don't go with the black can. The matte black can is really it's, it's clean. It's really nice. It it's recognizable. Like you see them on the shelf, and it really pops. You want to wrap up the show? Let's wrap it up. You want to list off what we had tonight? You took away the beers. I don't know where the beers went. I got it by memory. All right, let's see. Steelbender Brewery Yard, Lloyd's Three O'clock Kolsch, <laughs> Skull Bucket IPA. Santa Fe Brewing, 7K IPA. Then we had Bosque, Scotia Scotch Ale, Bosque IPA. And then we just had the bonus beer, their Scale Tipper. You forgot one lucky guy. Bonus beer. You forgot one. You did forget one. He's very hoppy. He's from one. (laughs) Elevated. Elevated. I hadn't gotten there yet. (laughs) I was listing Scale Tipper with the Bosque beers because we already have them. Uh, Then we had an Elevated IPA. (laughs) Okay. Let's wrap this up, guys. People are getting bored. All right. Well, let's not through the okay. power of editing. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. With top three for now. What was your top three beers? Top three is easy for me. Right. So easy. I'm gonna list my top three: Skull Bucket, Elevated IPA, and Scale Tipper. In that order? Not in that order. I was just saying top three. What's oh. in descending order? What's what's actually in that order? In, in that, that order. order. So three, two, one. So three is gonna be elevated. Two, second favorite beer of the night, Scale Tipper. My beer of the night was Skull Bucket IPA. Damn. And I'm not saying that because I used to work there. <laughs> he is, though. He is saying that because he used to work there, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very I really like Skull Bucket. It was, I mean, it was a, yeah, that's that's a, good, that's a good beer. That's a good beer. It's gotten much better than when I, when I originally had it. Not that it was a bad beer ever. It was always a good beer. But it's much more refined now. Really nice balance. Um and a lot of citrus hops, man. It just really pops, and and like a lot of candied orange and marmalade, like just candied citrus, good stuff. Well, I tell you what, that top three sounds pretty damn good to me. It's just, just I had that t- same top three in a little bit of a different order. Okay. Uh, so third I'll, best beer of the night. Third best beer of the night for me is gonna be that Skull Bucket. Okay. Uh, fantastic beer. I mean. All we're drinking here is IPAs, it seems, but ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. That's a beautiful thing. Skull Bucket is fantastic, but I got to tell you, I like that Skull Crusher quite a bit more. If we might have had a Skull Crusher tonight somehow, I've never seen it in a can, but on draft, my favorite IPA I think I've ever had, to be honest. Okay. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. Second second best beer of the night for me tonight is going to be the uh, Elevated, a classic. Just uh, Elevated. Phenomenal West Coast IPA, just just dank in all the right ways, <laughs> you know. Yeah, La Cumbre just doing what they do best, you know. Uh, but number one for me is going to be Scale Tipper there. Yeah, yep. I still got a little bit left in my glass. Just just well balanced, just crisp, refreshing, cold, crispy, crispy as they say. All right, Jerry, your top three. So if you guys know, I'm not like a huge IPA guy. Not a huge IPA guy, but he's stuck it out tonight. But I don't think Skeletor is going to make my top three. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry oh, with the hot right. take. Jerry with the hot but take. There will be a Bosky beer that breaks my, my top three, and that's going to okay. be at third. I'm going to go with the um, the Scottish Ale. Scotia. <laughs> he's got Scotia, Scotia at three. I got the nice. Scotia I like at three. it. And then I'm going to go ahead and. Go with elevated at two. Elevated at two, classic. And I also got the skull bucket at one. Yeah, <laughs> two, two skull buckets at number one. I like it. Yeah. That's this. It was just so good. The melon, the the dew, it's tasty, <laughs> juicy. So the mountain. We can all agree. Steel better doing really nice things. Mm-hmm. Not only the skull bucket IPA, but their Lloyd's three o'clock Kolsch. Not a complex beer, but it's not supposed to be. It's a Kolsch style ale. Really refreshing, yeah. super tasty, summer crusher. Keep doing your thing, Steel Bender. And if you're a fan of sours, they got some good dynamite series, except Zach doesn't like them. They have a really nice kettle sour I never series. said that I didn't like those beers. All I said is that they taste like emergency. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
<laughs> you did say that. They have a minerality to them for a kettle sour, which is kind of interesting, but it kind of works yeah, also. I, like I mean, those beers are chock full of vitamin C. <laughs> like, so much <laughs> vitamin C. You know, I love them. next time you have to take emergency, we have to dump some emergency into that beer. You're oh, not going to fucking notice it. Dude, I it's mean, going to be awesome. It's going to go down so smooth. Yeah, right? that's such a good idea. We're, we're doing that next time. I'm doing that next time. I'm yeah, absolutely. Yep. Almost sacrilege to do that. Uh, in fact, I yeah, I think I think it's sacrilege, but we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we can all agree we had some really great local beers. Albuquerque's brewing some really great local beers. Elevated was in the top three for everyone, and so was Skull Bucket. Skull yeah, Bucket Skull was Bucket. In the, and it came in top two, ones, one, three. two yeah. number ones. I so, um, either way, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to us rant. Thank you for putting up with our very first episode, <laughs> and we hope you got something out of it. And maybe we'll be back, maybe not. We'll see how uh, how the editing process the editing goes, process. as they say. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back, hopefully, on the next Beer for Thoughts episodes. Till the last drop. Till the last drop. Till the last drop. <laughs> oh, broken glass. <laughs> <laughs>